0: All right, so uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Brad Dayton. Uh, I am the campus minister at Pitt-Johnstown, um, which is really awesome this morning to kind of think about because, one, you got Johnson back there with Bible School Program that's in the public school systems, okay? A ministry that is in the public school systems, like that is unheard of, unheard of. They're teaching people about Jesus and, and people are coming to the saving faith, kids, in the, minute, in, in the school system, the public school system, not a Christian school system. Same thing with campus ministry at Pitt-Johnston. pitt Johnson, as you know, is a secular university. We have the awesome opportunity to, to be there on campus on a daily basis throughout the school year, ministering to those students and bringing them into a saving knowledge of Jesus. So this morning, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, we're going to get a little unorthodox, which is fine. Um, we're going to play a game, which is cool. Um, But before we get into all of this, let me pray one more time because I don't believe you could ever talk to Jesus enough, all right? So let's do that. Father, we thank you so much for your love and your compassion, God. We praise you again just for how much um, you love us and and what you do for us. God, on a daily basis, how you move in our lives, God, the way that you orchestrate the things in our lives uh, to make your will happen. And Lord, I pray right now, um, that as we come before you this morning, as we listen to your word, as we listen to this message and, and opportunities that are here to, to serve and to be a part of your kingdom, uh, God, that we would, man, just humble ourselves before you and really take in what it is that you're trying to tell us. Father, we thank you and we love you so much, Lord, I pray that you would speak through me, God, I pray that you would be honored and glorified this morning. Um, yeah, so in Jesus' name we pray.
1: So I do have to tell you that
0: before I get up and speak anywhere, I'm usually pretty nervous, so um, I apologize. If I talk really fast, throw a hand up, throw something at me, I don't care. Just tell me, slow down. It's good. So uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and this is what I do with the college students. So, if, I mean, like I said, it's not a normal church. It's unorthodox. You can raise your hand. You can answer. Do what you've got to do, okay? How many of you would say that uh, you love God? All right, so just about everyone. Cool. Uh, we're going to put that to the test this morning. So I do not apologize. <laughs> I'm going to step on some toes this morning. Um, and there's a reason for that, because I believe all of us need to hear this type of a message, uh, need to be encouraged, need to be strengthened, and need to be sometimes kicked in the near end when it comes to our relationship with God and, uh, and what he's called us to do. And so every one of us says that we love God, right? So what are the evidences that you love someone? So when you look at someone, you know, what are the evidences that they love someone else? Number one, they spend time with them, right? Unequivocally, they have to spend time with that person because they're just so enthralled with that person. They love them so much, they want to spend time with that person. So how do we, as believers, spend time with God? Prayer, right? You're in deep, intimate conversations with the person that you love, and you spend time with them in prayer. So this stack of blocks right here... This is a representation of our faith. All right? Once we accept Christ, we come into a saving knowledge of who Jesus is. Once we repent of our sins and trust him to be our Savior, this is the foundation, the solid foundation of our faith that we enter into. And so what happens is then, there are three things that Jesus and that the Bible says that we should kind of focus on. Three things that we actually teach at Campus Ministry. Not only teach, but we encourage our students to do that. One is prayer right? Be in communication with the Father. How often, though, do we say, man, I just don't have enough time to pray? When we do that, we take one of the blocks out and we decide for ourselves what we're going to do with our time. Instead of obeying God and His Word when it says, hey, you need to pray. Be in communication with me. And so we take that block and we move it. We've created a little hole in the foundation of our faith. We say, man, you know what? I I just don't know what to say or how to say it. And so we take another block out and we move it. Because we make the excuse, again, that I I don't want to talk to God because I don't know what to say to him. See, many of us in a relationship, in a loving relationship, man, that first date is very awkward And some of us are like, man, it's just awkward to talk to God because I don't know what to say. Well, you've never had a first date with God then. First dates are always awkward, right? You're like fumbling over words and things like that. Get past the awkwardness. He is so loving and caring and honest with you, man, he wants to know you and he wants you to know him. Get past the awkwardness. We need to stop making excuses of why we can't pray or don't want to pray. Because every time we make an excuse... I don't have time. Your Netflix account says otherwise. It's it's too awkward. I mean, you talk to everybody else, don't you? Right? Offer yourselves opportunity to pray. We say in a loving relationship, you want to spend time with that person. You will literally cancel other plans, say no to things because you're intentional about spending time with that person. But yet when it comes to God, do we do that? Are we intentionally saying, you know what, no, this is my time with God. I'm not going to mess this up. I'm not going to go do that other thing. I'm not going to watch, man, that series on Netflix, or I'm not going to spend time doing whatever else that I want to do today. I need to spend time with God. But yet, we continue to make excuses because we think we know what's best. Now, obviously, dealing with college students is kind of the same thing. College students are very busy. They have a lot of things going on all the time. Um, stuff hitting them from the left and the right, stuff from their professors, stuff from their friends, parties they have to go to, all that stuff. They don't have time to pray. They've got to study, right? It's all good. So we make excuses. The other thing that we know when we're in love with someone is you get to know them. You want to get to know them. You spend time with them, and you want to get to know them. You want to know everything you can about that person, right? Because think about it. Once you start studying them, you get to know what they like, what they don't like, how they act, how they react. All those things that make you love them even more. And God in his word is very clear that we need to be spending time in his word. For his word is what? Sharper than any double-edged sword. able would cut through bone and marrow. Those things. We need to be hiding his word in our hearts, right? Jesus says uh, you know, in the prayer part that when you pray, go into your room by yourself. Do it alone. Spend that quality time with me. Hiding the word in our heart, using it for rebuking, teaching, all those things in our lives. Those things have to happen. But again, how many of us, and, look, and listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm speaking to myself too, okay? Don't think I'm up here than now like I do all these things perfect. I don't, all right? I'm a sinner. I'm messed up. I need Jesus more than the rest of you, Okay? But how many of us make excuses? Like, man, I just don't have time to read the Bible. Like, it's just so daunting, I don't even know where to begin. And so we make the excuse, and we do the same thing over and over again, making those excuses, poking holes in the foundation of our faith, right? We continue, ooh, that's a little shaky now, again and again to do that. And we allow these things to happen in our lives, And we don't allow what God's word is saying to us to make us whole. We say we love God, but yet we disobey him constantly. We say we love God, but yet we don't want to spend time with him because it's too inconvenient. We say we love God, but yet we don't want to spend time in his word to get to know him because, man, I just don't know where to begin. I don't have enough background in his word. I don't have enough uh, knowledge about certain things. But yet you'll get to know your spouse. You'll get to know the man or woman that you're chasing. And you'll be intentional about it because you want to do things that please them. But yet when it comes to the Word of God, when it comes to prayer, we don't. Why is that? I think many of us are just scared sometimes maybe. Maybe um, we once loved God so intensely and so fiercely, and now we've just kind of gotten used to him. And by getting used to God, we kind of give up those things, and we start doing what we want to do. We know that God is there, that he's always going to love us, that he's never going to forsake us, and so that's a promise that we hold on to, and we begin to disobey and not spend time with him and not read his word and not do the things that he's called us to do as believers. And we start putting holes in our foundation of our faith, and we begin to drift away and that relationship that we once had with God. Or maybe you've never had a relationship with God. Maybe you've gone to church your entire life because it's something that you're supposed to do. You grew up in the church, and your family's like, you know, this is what we do every Sunday. We go to church. Like, we're Christians because we go to church. That's, that's not what a Christian is. In campus ministry, we have students from all different backgrounds different denominational backgrounds, different churches, students that aren't even believers, different religions. And the opportunity that that I have as the campus minister and that many of you could have as well coming up to be a volunteer is to pour into their lives. And this is the third thing of how you know that you love someone, is that you cannot help but talk about that person with someone else. Man, you're just overjoyed that you get to spend time with that person, and so the conversations that you have with other people, you're constantly talking about them, not in bad ways, but, man, just how loving they are, how caring they are, how much they do for you. You're constantly like, man, you know what? I love that person so much. Do we do that with God? Are we sharing God's love with the people around us? Every one of us is like, yeah, I love God. (laughs) We make excuses. Again, it's too hard. It's too awkward. I don't know enough about God to share anything about Him, and so I just don't. Isn't that what the pastor is supposed to do? Or the missionary? Isn't that their job? To share God's love with people, it's not really my job, right? But Jesus tells us in Matthew to go and make disciples. And making disciples isn't a difficult, as difficult as we make it out to be. Making disciples can be as easy as building a relationship or a friendship with someone else and being a part of their life. And if you're so in love with God as we say we are, then the things that we're doing, spending time with him in prayer, getting to know him, reading his word those things will ultimately come out because now you've had a relationship with the Father and you want other people to know his love and his compassion that they have for him or that he has for them. But again, so many of us think that that's somebody else's job, that we're not cut out for that, uh, that I, you know, maybe I've heard it said uh, I just don't have the gift of evangelism, so I'm not going to go talk to people about Jesus. I heard somebody say, well, you don't got the gift of singing either, but you do that in the shower, don't you? Right? These are things that we need to be working on as believers. And this is what we teach our students to do. So the whole discipleship aspect of campus ministry, what we do is we um, we man—we intrinsically teach our students to build relationships with people that are not in the ministry, that are not believers. Maybe there's an interest or something in a club that they have on campus. And so they get to be a part of that club with other people who do not know Jesus. And so they begin to build relationships and foundations and friendships where they get to share the gospel with them. They get to share the love of Christ with them. They get to invite them out and go do things. They get to love on them where they're at, the same way that Jesus did when he walked this earth. Jesus even said, man, they're going to call me a drunkard and a glutton. Why would Jesus say that people are going to call him a drunkard and a glutton unless he was hanging out with the people that were doing that? There was a thing that said, uh, man... See, now I don't remember what that was, but I'm going to read something else. Actually, no, I did. It said this. Come on. Jesus sat down and ate with sinners, did he not? That doesn't mean that he supported what they did, but it also didn't keep him from loving them. Is that our attitude? Is that our motto? Or do we look at people who are not of our faith, who are doing the things that Jesus or the Bible calls sin, and we look at them like, you know what, I don't want to even be around them? Or do we see them like God does, or like God sees us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ came and died for us? Do we go and and be a part of their lives to an extent that we get to, man, inform them and um, just be Jesus to them in the moment? Or are we sitting back saying, I don't have time for that. I don't want to do that. I don't don't know what to say. You don't have to know the Bible back to front to share the gospel. You need to know what Jesus has done for you. And that's what he calls us to. Because he says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the rest of the earth, right? My witnesses. What does a witness do? He tells what he has seen and heard. So what has Jesus done in your life? We all talk about, again, that we're so in love with God, but yet, man, where is the evidence? Are we spending time with him? Are we reading his word, getting to know him? Are we sharing his love with other people? Are we making disciples? This is what we do at Campus ministries. This is what we're all about. And this is what we should be doing as believers in our everyday lives. We teach our students how to interact with people in such a way that, man, every single day they can be doing every one of these things. Us as believers, as individuals, this is where we need to be. Here's the problem, though. When we disobey God, when God calls us to read His Word, when He calls us to be in prayer, when He calls us to love other people and to share His gospel, we make the excuses. We poke holes in our foundation of our faith, right? But here's the thing that we do because we're human we let everyone else see these top layers. We still come to church, we still go to a Bible study once in a while. We know the right words. We sing all the lyrics of the songs. We know everything. And so to the rest of the world, we look absolutely fine. But underneath, our faith is crumbling. Underneath, we're so full of holes because we've continually disobeyed God and made the excuse that I just don't have time or I don't know enough or it's just too awkward to do that. And what we need is we need Jesus to step in to bring us into humble submission. Yes, see, we are the temple of Christ, right? We're at the temple of the Holy Spirit. We need Jesus to come into that temple again and flip some tables over. Because we've taken his word and we've done something with it that should never have been done. We've taken the loving relationship that he has brought us into by dying on the cross and made it into something that it should have never been. We don't allow the love of God to flow through us. We don't allow the people around us to be affected by His grace and His mercy. We keep it to ourselves because we don't want to offend someone else. I wore the shirt for a reason. The Bible will always be the center of controversy. And that's the truth. Your relationship with Jesus will always be the center of controversy because God calls us to be holy. And he calls us to be righteous. He calls us to be redeemed. Yes, we're going to fail. Yes, we're going to mess up. Yes, I don't do these things the way that I just told you how to do them all the time. But I strive for perfection in Christ. Our students are striving for perfection in Christ. Our students are striving to build that relationship the way that they say that they love God, to continually build that foundation of the faith up. We've had students come into our ministry that were agnostic and atheists and profess faith in Christ. Because our students are out there loving on people where they are at. And Jesus begins to rebuild the foundation of their faith. The way that we do that in campus ministry is we offer our Sunday night worship services. We offer the Bible studies throughout the week. We offer the mission trips that we get to do. Times of intense study in the word. We offer them opportunities to get together and to pray. And as James says, to confess their sins to one another and pray for each other. How many of us have confessed our own sin to someone else and allowed them to pray for us? That's a hard thing to do. But God calls us to do it. Why? Because it brings healing. It brings the foundation of your faith back to where it's supposed to be. The word said, is anyone sick? Let him pray. Is anyone rejoicing? Let him sing praises. Man, our walk with Christ needs to be at the forefront of our minds. I'm not saying that we can't enjoy a Netflix show once in a while, all right? We probably watch the office like six times through. But what I'm saying is, man, in moderation, Jesus has called us to be so much more than what we've become. See, we've become complacent with God, we've gotten used to God, and what happens when we get used to God is that we get lazy. Right? You get comfortable, you get lazy. I'll sit back in a reclining chair, and I'm comfortable. I don't want to get up. I'll tell my kids, can you bring me my drink? Right? Man, God has called us to action. He's called us to be something more. The other things that we do with campus ministry, how we engage our students in that way. We have a men's ministry called SoulCon. And that stands for living with your life, living with your soul, controlled by the Holy Spirit. And they have this thing, you probably can't see it. It's a skull, and it's got a fork with a snake and a cross on the one side. And basically what that means is that you put down the fork that feeds your flesh, deny yourself being the skull, pick up your cross daily, and follow Christ. What I love about this ministry is that they have a lot of awesome t-shirts, and one of them says, uh, give your best effort, not your best excuse, Another one says, make disciples, not excuses. And I think that far too long, we as believers have made excuses of why we can't do the things that God has called us to do. We've sat back and let the preachers do that. We've sat back and let the youth ministers do that. Man, God has called us, every one of us, to be a part of his kingdom, to be warriors in his kingdom. For some of you that don't know, before this, I had the opportunity to work in youth ministry voluntarily for six years, did not get paid, was working full-time, going to school full-time, got married, you have time, you do, and if we say that we love God as much as we say we do, if we love God as much as we do, we'll make the time, because we would do that for anybody else that we love, we make time, Bible to School program is an awesome ministry, Get involved. Make the time. Be intentional with your time. Get involved with them. Help those kids come to know Christ. Pour into them. Campus ministry is an awesome ministry. Make the time. Come out. Be a volunteer. Some of us, uh, and Mark comes once in a while. We've got other people that come to lead, who's usually up here leading worship. The only reason he's here is because some of you came on a mission trip with us a few years ago and started building relationship with these students. And God is calling us again to build relationships, to be disciples who make disciples, and that's what we're about at Campus Ministry. We have the opportunity to pour into other people what God has poured into us. And I know, I stepped on some of your toes. I stepped on mine too. The things that we do, the three ways that we know we love someone, we spend time with them intentionally, we get to know them, and then we talk about them, and those are the three concepts. We spend time in prayer with God because we love him. We spend time getting to know him through his word because we love him. We spend time going out of our way to talk about him with other people because we love Him. Charles Spurgeon had a quote, and it said something like this. When asked, what is more important, praying or reading the Bible? I ask, what is more important, breathing in or breathing out? That's intense. We have the opportunity to make disciples. We have the opportunity to, man, Reach people where they stand. The question is, are we doing it or are we being lazy? Are we being comfortable or are we standing up and taking a stand for what God has called us to do? The other way we do this again is the women's ministry that we have called FIT. Founded in Truth, where our ladies have an opportunity to find out who they are in Christ, their identity, their strength, where it comes from. My wife and Christina, I don't know if Christina's here, they head up that. You guys can come be a part of that. It's not just for the college students. (laughs) Come pour into their lives. Come be a part of their everyday life. Some of these students need a family away from home. because Some of them come from pretty far places. I don't know if you know this, we've got a student uh, from Japan. We've got students from all over the states. Some of the students are from England. Some students are from Nigeria, excuse me. People that are coming to the University of Pittsburgh here in Johnstown. And I've said it before, we are literally fulfilling the Great Commission in your backyard. When Jesus says, go into all the world and make disciples, right? Man, the world is coming to us. The opportunities that we have are absolutely amazing. So consider that. Consider taking a stand. Consider to lay down your excuses and become a part of something much more than just yourself. Become a part of the kingdom of God and what God has called you to do whether it be with Bible school, whether it be with campus ministry, or some of the other things that are around here that, that Liberty Grace has to offer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, man, for your love and your compassion. We praise you for who you are, man, how intensely you love us and how intensely you call us to love other people. God, I know that, um, man, you've called us to be so much more than we want to be. But God, I know that in our love for you, man, that that desire will come. God, that you would put that fire inside of us to to lay down our excuses, to stop hooking holes in the foundation of our faith, to stop being tossed to and fro by the ways of every deceitful uh, and cunning doctrine, Because people are out there, they're going to say some things that sound like they're from you, but they're not from you at all. God, that we would be in your word, getting to know you. God, that we would be willing and wanting to spend time with you. And that we would be willing and wanting to, man, just share your love with the people around us. You've called us to be so much more than just people who sit in a pew on Sunday. God, you've called us to be active and out there actively sharing our faith and your love with the people around us. God, I pray that all our fears and anxieties will drop away, that we will take that first step of faith. Like Peter did on the water. That our focus will be solely on you. And all the distractions and all the things that are crashing down around us, Lord, would fade into darkness, God, that as we focus on you, that you would call us, and that we would walk, that we would not take our gaze off of you, Lord. Father, I know that I say it every time that I pray, and I'm so thankful for it, Lord. I do praise you for your love and your compassion on us, that even while we were yet sinners, you came and died for us. How insane is that? And yet we make excuses why we can't share your love with people. Father, I pray that as we leave this place that we wouldn't leave here thinking, man, that was a message. <laughs> that was nice. That was strange that he used jingle blocks to make that point. But God, that we would leave here changed from the inside out. God, that we would be actively pursuing you and not our comfort levels. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.